Good Nair Shabbos, Parshas Lech Lecha. Unbelievable. It's just unbelievable Hashkacha Pratis about how the world is the way it is. Because Baruch Hu is always giving us Simonim and everything that happens in this world, everything is planned perfectly. I have a, a Misa that happened. Uh, Someone came to speak to me, a chashav chashav Talmud Chacham. He's actually a therapist. He's um, a Hartzagid. And um, he told me, I have a very, very big problem. It's so hard for me to say the words, Ovinu Avarachamon. Our Father who is merciful. It's so. He can't understand how a father who's so merciful could have let the atrocities that happen happen. And I don't think we've heard kashas like this since since after the, uh, the Holocaust. We haven't had these kashas, and I think the kashas are are very challenging. And uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Exactly how to how to address it and how do you how do you really give an answer to something that there's no way to really answer and um, but I, I I think that it's it's a challenge to our amuna and our ritachan that's really what this is all about and I think that it's unbelievable how, you know on simplest what does that mean on Shabbos? How does this happen? Sukkah's just ending. Sukkah's Torah. Atzileni na, Hoshia na, na is Major 51 from Elul to Hoshana Rav is 51 days. And then Simchas Torah. So there are many, many different tzaddikim have different approaches. And Kulam Kedoshim Atarim. And I think it's something that's really, really important to sum it up in a muscle. But before I give you the muscle, I'll just tell you what happened with this, uh, with this, um, with this fellow who came to me at this challenge and I, I'm trying to explain to him, you know what? We have to know, we have to be complete betochen that Karsh who does everything he does is Barachamim Gedolim. And uh, the only time we ever see Berege Katona Zavtich, for a slight moment I have abandoned you, and even the abandonment is only because it has to be that way. But Barachamim Gedolim, but with tremendous, tremendous mercy, will be brought back. And that's only from our perspective. In other words, the reality is that it's all mercy, it's all rachamim. It's just that we, we can't see it. But the reality is at all times it's mercy. It's not, Kosh Baruch is always Avinu Avrachamon. We're trying to, to, to try to, to, I guess, evoke that mercy from a Baruch Hu, but that it should be revealed. So it's something that we could see and something that we could comprehend and say, oh, this is the mercy of Hashem. We see that um, you see that right afterwards is Parshas Noach and Parshas Noach. I mean, Bracious was 
that Simchas Torah, then Parshas Noach, Parshas Noach is psh, unbelievable. Parshas Noach, you know, hide yourself in a teva. People are afraid of what's going on and destruction. So hide in a teva, and it's the whole beginning of starting the world anew. So many remazim to what's going on, and then you have Avram Avinu, the generations that were angering Hashem from Adam to Noach, and then ten generations from Noach to Avram. And then Hashem tells Avram Lech Lecha, which was the first test. And the first test is a very strange thing. Why is it a test? He was tested before Lech Lecha. He already had gone through the Kifshan Ha'esh. And many, many, uh, I think the vast majority of the people who comment there on the Torah don't include the challenge of Ur Kazdim, the fiery furnace, as one of the tests. So, why is that not one of the tests? So I think that because to be a test, it's got to be something that's a challenge. For Avram Avinu, it was just not a challenge. It's not a challenge. It, it, it's it's like for for any of us to do some kind of heinous crime. That it, we, of course, the, who, what's the challenge? Who would even contemplate? Who would even contemplate? Who wants nowadays? Who wants revenge? What we want is geula. Because you know we want re, we want redemption. We want to, that the that the people who are captives and to be released and returned and we want the people who are injured to be healed we want there to be peace for for there to be nikama Hashem you'll take care of it I, I don't I mean we do say on Shabbos nikom le'inenu nikmastama v'decha shafuch you know let us see it with our eyes that's just it just maybe puts a person to at ease that it's not going to happen when you see the 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 monster that uh, that harmed the person that he's no longer in existence. So you know, it puts you a little bit at ease. But it's not it doesn't solve anything. It doesn't bring back the dead. If, if there's no tchias amazing, there's no geula. What does the nekama do? It's only if there was a nekama and I mean if there was a geula that you know the the nekama really does anything for us. There is a very fascinating Gemara that talks, says that Gedola HaNekama Shanasa Ben Sheishemos Gedola Nekama is huge also because it's surrounded by two names of Hashem Kel Nekamos Hashem, Kel Nekamos Hafiya So we see that Kel Nekamos is written twice and with the Shem's names surrounding it So Nekama, there is a, a, a big thing but even there, the Chazal darshan it out. One is a Nekama Latoiva and one is a Nekama. That's not so good. You know, it's not... Uh, and we know that, of course, there's a very famous Pesach that says, Yismach Tzadik Ki Chazan Nakam. A Tzadik will rejoice when he sees Nakam because it's not about a personal thing. It's about he sees happy for Hashem that the, that the evil destructive forces have been removed from the world. But it's not like, ah... Oh, my enemy got it. I'm happy. That's not what a tzaddik is rejoices about. It's Hashem's enemy. So what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to get? So I think that we're supposed to be evolving 
as the main characters of the parshas that Hashem's these messages Hashem is telling us that these are the things we got to work on. We had to be a little bit like Noah, and then we had to step it up to be like Avram. And we have to understand the challenges Avram had and rise above and pass our tests. Avram was told stone was going to be destroyed. What did he do? He pleaded with Hashem. Chas v'shalom, if, if we're at a certain um, inflection point in history where chas v'shalom, there could be terrible destruction, do we cry to Hashem and beg and beseech Hashem, please avert the catastrophe. Don't let it happen. Please. I'll tell you like this, Rav Gamliel told me today, he said a uh, mashal. He said a mashal. I was like, how much do we care? So he said, there was a, a zoo, and the zoo had a pair of lions. And then one lion died, and the other lion died. It was very quick, and they didn't have chi- time to import new lions with all the you know, bureaucracy and importing and getting and like making sure that that the the host country will, you know, will approve of the conditions at the, the zoo in Israel, okay? And the kids of mine said they didn't have uh, a lion here. No, then no lions. Who's coming to the zoo without lions? So one guy said, listen, I know this guy who works in the movie industry and they have these lifelike, realistic lion outfits a lion a lioness you know what we get people to walk on all fours and they'll you know scream yell roar we'll be fine so they hire a few people and they go and they take shifts and they go and they're they're roaring and they're walking around and everybody looks at them wow it's amazing a few months in like one day this guy comes and this guy, you know, comes back to the, knocks on the door of the head of the zoo, like, yes, you guys are fakers. It's like, whoa, 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 fakers? What are you talking about? You're lions, they're not real lions. Like, what do you mean? You see them walking around, you see them roaring, they're real lions. It's like, cut the bologna into thin slices. He says, I, you, you expect me to believe that? Yeah, I see them roar. Then I see them sit on the side. They walked into this back room, and I hear one of them say to the other, you know, Moish, when are we getting out of this thing? Once it's shift over, i got to get home, get, get ready for Shabbos. <laughs> and the other guy answers back. He says, it's not a real lion. I heard them speak. And the, and the head of the, the, the zoo starts saying, ah, come on. Maybe you're just hallucinating. They, they're around there the whole day. You, you heard some one, two words, and you think that that's the reality is the, those few words you heard? Eh, you must be hallucinating. They're real lions. So Gamliel says, you know what? All, all week long, the way that we are, it's a bit of an inverse muscle, but the way that we exist in this world is the uniform or the sort of costume that we wear. We wear this costume. We walk around and we present ourselves as 
hard to get eaten, people doing Torah and mitzvahs, and eh. if we didn't get the recognitions, if you don't get enough likes and you don't get enough hits, or whatever it is, who wants to get hit? But, you know, if you don't get, you know, the recognition, so then people are not doing it. This is, so when do you know who you really are? A person could realize who they really are by how their davening is. When they sit and daven, they're really feeling that they're connected to Hashem. If they pour their heart out to Hashem, and they could, they could even cry that I don't even feel Hashem, I, why don't I feel the Tsar? But you cry, but I don't feel the Tsar. Somebody else. You feel bad. And how's about this? Saying that we know that Kalani Miroshi, Kalani Mizroi, that a Baruch Hu is Imo Nochibitzara, that any Tsar that he is feeling, a Baruch Hu is feeling. Can you imagine what it would be? Imagine you're a kid. Because of something you did, your father is being taken and beaten up by the by the FBI, waterboarded, and you hear it because you're right outside. Where's your son? Why did he do this? This is on the other, and he's suffering because of what you did. How much regret? Or how much would you plead? Ask, how could I change? How could I do things differently? Why does my father have to suffer because of me? I feel so bad for Hashem. Hashem, you know what? But you made this rule. You made this rule that you you suffer when other, when your children are suffering. It's as if you want to beat yourself up. It's like you're doing it to yourself, Hashem. So we cry to Hashem. Hashem, listen. You know, if 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 it, what we do hurts you so much, and we're not getting the message, tell us more specifically. Hashem says, okay. But in order to tell you more specifically, I have to bring the, the patch closer. I can't tell you outright. I tell you outright, you don't, you didn't work, you didn't, you didn't discover it yourself. Just something that somebody told you the answer to. You got the answer, you looked it up in the back of the book and you got the answer. The only way you really internalize the answer is if you figure it out yourself. Because Baruch Hu brings things closer to us and closer to us till we get the message, till we feel what it is that we need to change. Until then, that we have to feel the Tsar of Akash Baruch Hu, that he's the Tsar having to give us Tsar. He wishes that we get the message the right way. And he knows when we will and when he won't. And when we daven, we ask him to have mercy on us, and he has mercy on us. He's so merciful, he doesn't want to bring the punishment closer and closer. He doesn't want to magnify it and get it worse, make it more, more painful for us, because it's more painful for him. But when we don't get the message, when we don't think about it, when we don't try, we don't try to make it their hair, when we daven with Hashem, we don't ask Hashem, Hashem, open up my eyes to feel what I'm supposed to feel. Let me discover what I'm supposed to discover. Let me realize what I'm supposed to realize. We ask Hashem for that because He's not going to necessarily just spell it out. Oh, you have to adjust your shaitel. Is that really what He's going Maybe some people need to, but but they'll get that hopefully by themselves. You know, people, Gamil keeps on saying, davening with a minion. Gamil says like, 
people come to him for schoolers and they're asking you know, for all kinds of amazing brachas and stuff and he's saying, well, you want these things from Hashem. Are you doing what Hashem asks of you? Are you just keeping basic kitzur shulchan aruch? We're not talking about all the pratim in the Mishnah Brewer. You want to hear Sarayati, you do Yaakut Yosef, you do, you know, are you doing what God wants? Or you want a special school that you can circumvent that you don't have to do what Hashem wants? You mean you don't really want to do God's will? You want to have the cheat code? You want to just get around it? You want the quick out? Or do you really want to do what Hashem wants? Do you want to have a relationship with Hashem? Hashem wants to have a relationship with us. He wants us to figure it out. He wants us to think. And that's what part of the davening is. Hashem, help me think. Help me come to this realization. Help me discover what I'm supposed to do, what I'm supposed to change. Hashem, help me, help me, help me. That's part of the tefillah we need to have. Hashem, bless us all that we should open up our hearts we should ask Hashem and discover ourselves who we really are the few moments the lions quote unquote were speaking English or speaking Hebrew or speaking it shows that they weren't really lions but it did reveal who they really were people so we go around parading and costumed up all week long you know presenting ourselves as something but the discovery who we really are is when we talk to Hashem those few moments when we have a chance to talk to Hashem what am I asking Him? am I asking for cheat codes? or am I asking Him that I should have a relationship with Him? that I should understand Him and get the message and make the moves I need to make I need to ask Him that because sometimes if we won't ask then we won't get it may Hashem bless us that just like Avram got tests, that it was a no-brainer test is not a test. A test not to kill somebody is not much of a test, especially not to kill somebody you love. But a test to do something which you don't know and don't understand. If Gamaliel says, you know, as korbani lachmi li Hashem says, my, my bread are, my car- are the karbonas. Who's feeding Hashem? Who wants to give to Hashem his daily bread? Do we even say karbonas? He says the Mishnah Bura Paskins and Archaim Sifmen Vav that even women are supposed to say karbonas. Maybe they don't have to say all the karbonas, you know, all the Mishnayas and everything like that, but at least, you know, they talking about the Yechatsu Yedehem and the Korban Ayla and the Tamid, at least those three, maybe a little bit more, you know, there's some Maracha, whatever, the, the basic Korbanas. Do we, do we care? Do we want to give Tashem what he wants? Or do we just want for ourselves and want to get around having to do what he wants? Hashem should help us really rise up to this occasion. May we be like the children of Avram Avinu, that Avram Avinu got the message even though it was difficult. The, the challenge of Lech Lecha was a no-brainer. Hashem told him, go, you'll become wealthy, you'll become a great nation, you'll get the source of blessing, everything in the world will come through you. 
That's a no-brainer. How is it a challenge to go? Lech lecha. The question wasn't whether he's going to go or not, but what's going to be his motivation. So Sarah says, how do we know Avram passed the test of Lech lecha? It's because the Torah says afterwards, Vayelech Avram, Kasher Diber Elav Hashem. And Avram went as Hashem told him. Avram went with what his, what his motivation was because God told him no other, all the promises of wealth and fame and fortune and children and, and nation that wasn't the motive the motive was Hashem told me I'm doing it that's a challenge that's not a simple move we want to get to that level where we're going to be thinking and making our commitments because we want to do what Hashem wants I want to do it because Hashem wants me to do it not because I get the the wealth and fame and fortune. People, ah, oh, you know, how do you become wealthy? Oh, by giving misers. I'm going to give misers. That's what I'm going to get wealthy. It might be true. But if you really want to have something of real value, so why don't you do what Hashem wants? I said, I'm giving miser. I don't care about the wealth. So long as I keep on doing the mitzvah, that's all I want. Hashem should help us if you pass all our tests with flying colors and we all make the adjustments we need to make and Hashem will say wow they got the message that's it I'm going to bring the geula nothing else really matters now we all be so good to see it here but may not amen